0: visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Each business is unique and operated individually of others in the same industry. What they have in common is the potential path to success. Welcome to the second stage with your hosts Jeffrey Cadlick and Brendan Anderson. In today's program we'll address the obstacles that many businesses find on that path to success and discuss what entrepreneurs and their businesses are doing to stay ahead of the curve. Now here is Brendan Anderson and Jeffrey Cadlick. Welcome everybody to the second stage. It's Brendan
1: Anderson and Jeff Cadlick.
2: Thanks for joining us this week. Folks, I appreciate you joining us each week at 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Mondays to listen to Brent and I talk about small business best practices. We have a lot of fun doing the show, and hopefully you get a lot out of it. You can check out our old shows uh, on voiceamerica.com under the business channel. You can see our banner page there. Brennan with the crazy big idea, uh, and then me, the skeptical uh, institutional investor, or you can go to iTunes under podcast, look for a show, The Second Stage. And please, uh, you know, if you've got something to contribute, you can do that at our website on our blog page at evolutioncp.com or email us at the second stage at evolutioncp.com. So last week's topic, well, let's cover this week's topic. This week's topic, (laughs) <laughs> is your business's communication needs. And uh, it's it's really around uh, – it's really kind of started out as telecom, but telecom just doesn't cover communication needs anymore, and I think that's really the point of the show. Yep. Last week's show was um, – Uh, about valuation services, uh, business valuation services with our guest, Rob Stutz from Western Reserve Valuation Services. And he was an expert because he was on the, uh, uh, the executive board for the National Association of Certified Valuation Analysts. And I thought Rob made a ton of great observations on the show.
1: Yeah, I chef, I you know, I think we, we uh you know, I think both you and I feel that this is such a an important subject and something that um you know, that we we see every day and we see, you know, what, what is commonly referred to as the small business valuation gap, you know, the valuation gap between what the outside world looks at values a small business and the owners and operators of the business and how they value it just because, you know, it's their baby and it's how their their way of life and uh, and, you know, it, it makes sense. And so that's the… The valuation gap, and I think uh, Rob did a great job explaining why the financial community and the outside world looks looks at the value of business in a different way.
2: Yeah, and folks obviously have to listen to the show to hear Rob talk. and You can certainly connect with him directly. Uh, there are three basic approaches. There's the asset approach, the income approach, and the market approach. Uh, and depending on what kind of company you are, you're going to get a different valuation, although the asset approach, unless you're losing money, is invariably going to be the lowest valuation because it's essentially liquidation value. Uh, Three of the things that he had mentioned in order that would affect valuation the most, which I thought was very instructive for listeners and for Brendan and I as well, was first, customer concentration, he thought, was one of the biggest limiting factors or contributing factors to valuation. The second was management depth. And the third was competition, but really what he was talking about was barriers to entry. So uh, go out and solve those problems, folks, and you'll have a much more valuation business, at least in the eyes of Rob Stutz of Western Reserve Valuation Services.
1: Well, Jeff, actually, it's funny. As I listen to you talk, and I know it's hard for me to actually – You were be, listening to me yeah, talk. Yeah, I know. I apologize for even Normally having, you that just me been, out. For having that being actually recorded, so that's going <laughs> to kill me. But think about one of the things that we've done relatively well. And, and that's where you know an entrepreneur has a business that's up and running and doing a great a great job running the business but it they, they are concentrated they have a you know they have a big uh, focus uh, you know of, of a company that's you know 30 40 50 and you know or even maybe a little more of their business and where we've gone in and uh, you know put a little capital behind them let them hire a sales force uh, not necessarily let that be their big liquidity event but it, it's in maintaining that business but adding uh, you know using that platform to add other big customers freeing up the entrepreneur to really do that has really been a foundation of one of the things that we've that we've actually uh, kind of developed—I don't want to say an expertise, because—but uh, uh, but you know, look at um, you know the Accurate Group had some concentration issues, uh, Budco, and so forth, and so you know, but the you know, really those management teams did a wonderful job of diversifying that that focus.
2: You know, Brennan, it's okay if you call us experts. I think we've got our ten thousand hours in using the Malcolm yeah. Gladwell's rule for, yeah. for expertise. Uh, we have ten thousand scars too.
1: Exactly. I, I was going to say ten thousand. I wish it was only ten thousand, but yeah. But it, yeah, we like, but we like it too much. So that's it's not it's not pain. But
2: uh, yeah, yeah. But but you know what? That should be the measure of a true entrepreneur is ten thousand scars, not ten thousand hours.
1: But not to always give us an evolution uh, commercial. But if 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 an entrepreneur looks at those things, those uh, those issues, whether it's the industry, customer concentration, you know, the management depth, competition, and so forth, you know, fundamentally, maybe you know that is often the point in time where these second stage businesses really do need help, right? I mean, that's that that could be one of those. Those as the entrepreneur values their business, looks at it and says, "If I could change something, what you know, how would I change it? What would I do? Do I need capital?" Uh, do I need additional bodies? You know, you know additional management and as you know we 've been also been successful in finding other uh, other as we bring in managers to enter other verticals right i mean so it's it 's getting into something that, that gets us away from an industry or gets us away from a concentration or gets us you know or diversifies the management team so if you think about it, really those are second stage cap company issues
2: yeah so. absolutely good observation so you know, normally this is the part of the segment uh, where we talk about our observations from from this week, whether there's an article or there was a meeting or something that happened during the week that we wanted to share with our guests. And Brennan, you had something to contribute this week, finally.
1: Well, it, it's uh, I was I was going to say it was uh, you know you and I. Uh, Travel a great deal, and I think we've been all over the country. I think you not only hit the West Coast, but the East Coast, and I hit the the uh, not on
2: purpose. United United just took me to Newark to go to Seattle. That's all. Well, that's that's how the world works, you know. And
1: and and sometimes I got to go to the uh, South Coast to go to the Mid Coast, whatever that means. But you know, you got to go all the way south to head back. You know, that's the thrills of living in Cleveland. But. You know, I think what's what's so neat is as we, you know, a uh, you know, we, we are covering a good part of the country and in, in, in visiting uh, these these neat businesses and um, and I think it's you know, I, you know you can talk about you know kind of some things you learned this week, but you know I I just I, I go and I just continue to get energized by the uh, the ideas and concepts and um, and energy that are behind these businesses across all industries and all different uh, you know segments of the country.
2: Yeah and one of the specific things that I, I, I liked about the business that I visited this week was you know we know a lot of entrepreneurs that have a vision but they haven't thought through the fundamental building blocks to get to that vision. It's very refreshing to sit down with an entrepreneur that has gone through and built those building blocks and can show you mathematically in terms of what investments are required, what people do they need, what will those people cost, You know, how many more buildings or physical plants or facilities or locations do I need? What hard assets do I need to do those sorts of things? You know, that in my mind is a true strategic plan or the beginnings of one as opposed to saying, this is what I can look like someday. And I think that makes it so much easier on a potential investor to buy into your vision when you have methodically walked them through to that point.
1: And and that's a great point, and I and I think most entrepreneurs don't fully understand the value of that. And and as I, um, you know, again, you kind of think back to what Rob uh, said last week and about these kind of factors that keep the valuations lower. And you know, the company I visited, the the uh, entrepreneur, I mean, literally has a thousand. You know, he's one of these classic guys that has a thousand different ideas, and. I, where I give him the most credit was he went out and hired you a know, pretty expensive high-end use the word president uh, or integrator depending upon what system you're looking at and you know to really cr- provide focus discipline and a plan around these ideas and to, you know basically you know i've got a 1000 ideas let's pick the two or three that are re- you know that are a the low hanging fruit that can really move the needle that will provide resources to to uh, to really you know transition this business and and that sounds so simple but it is a huge leap of faith for these entrepreneurs to go out and hire think about it you're the you're the founder of a company it's a it's a 12 million dollar business making really good money and you're basically saying i know i need to hire somebody to provide focus, discipline and 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 help me kind of organize my thoughts around exactly what, you know, the company that, that you visited had kind of pulled together.
2: Right. Right. And that's exactly and understanding your strengths and weaknesses and being honest with yourself is very key to being a successful entrepreneur. So I want to turn our attention to this week's topic, which is assessing your business's communication needs. And our guest this week is Tony Rehack, president of DCT Telecom. You can find them at www.4, the number four. DCT.com. Uh, business has been around uh, since 1993. They've grown rapidly because they have uh, they've understood and accepted this conversion of communication uh, in the industry. And again, Tony has been a, a leader in that for for over 20 years. He started at Cable and Wireless Worldwide as a sales rep, district and regional manager, and then ultimately. Uh, came to this DCT telecom and uh, has become president and kind of ridden that wave that I just had talked about. And Tony's a guy I've known for some time. And I have to say on the show that his nickname is the Toninator. And the, the Toninator. The really? and, and really, I, there's many, many reasons. And it's um, he's a very nice guy. So I don't want to imply that he's some kind of a bully by having that kind of intimidating nickname but if you play golf with him and what he does to a golf ball you'd certainly understand and appreciate why he called the toninator or if you're playing basketball and you foolishly grab the ball in the paint and think you're going to do something with it um you know you'll it the ball just kind of disappears it's it's amazing <laughs> well i jeff i don't you know i
1: was just kind of walking along with my kids down in uh in uh, the Bahamas, and I uh, just happened to just just by a small world walk by, and there's there's uh, the toninator uh, at the uh, at the uh, cards table also doing that to the people playing cards, and you'd say to yourself, "Well, how's that even possible?" But but it was it was impressive. So uh, it is it impressive.
2: Great. Very very yeah. nice fellow, but all the same, he is the toninator. So with that, we're gonna move out of our first segment. But before we do that, we want to thank McGladry, our uh, sponsor here on the second stage. They're the leading provider of assurance tax and consulting services focused on small and mid-sized businesses nationwide with almost 7,000 people in 75 U.S. cities. Thanks for tuning in to The Second Stage.
0: Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. What's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter? You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are tuned into the second stage. Welcome back to the show, The Second
2: Stage. This is Jeff Cadlick, and I'm here with my partner, Brendan Anderson. We've also got on the line Tony Rehack, the president of DCT Telecom Group, and you can find his company at www.4dct.com. That's the number, 4dct.com. And thanks for being on the show, Tony.
4: Uh, Thank you, Jeff.
2: So this show is about assessing your business's communication needs. And when you got started in the industry back, and I'm not going to say exactly when, but it's been a while. Uh, you, you know, what did you see in the industry that gravitated you toward participating in, in, in the industry? And really, how has it changed since you've been involved in it?
4: Well, it's, it's, frankly, it's it's pretty remarkable to think about all the changes. I started in 91, and you think back to when Microsoft and Cisco and uh, uh, companies like that were just getting started, and and, and granted, our, uh, you know, industry was, uh, uh, you know, totally different than those companies at the time. uh, We were selling 800 services and selling long-distance minutes, and, you know, it used to be a good minute to, or a cost to call California and have it cost, 30 cents. And, uh, so my career began, uh, just actually knocking on doors and, uh, working for, uh, as you mentioned earlier, cable and wireless, which was a, uh, London based, uh, phone company that had a U.S. operation, uh, uh, out of Washington and in the U S, uh, it was a long distance carrier. So, uh, after, uh, AT&T was broken up, a lot of companies and, you know, the, the obvious ones that come to mind are MCI and Sprint, uh, but a lot of other companies really, uh, Uh, Began and uh, and started doing business and going after uh, long distance customers, and that's how I got started.
1: Jeff, I, I hold your th- thought there. I just, I literally am thinking to myself of the when I was growing up, and you'd you'd make a long distance phone call, and how expensive it was. And and uh, my my father literally would go through the phone bill and highlight. Well, I'm not sure there was highlight. He would put my initials next to it and then submit a bill that I had to pay. You know, which was it was could be a lot of dough. Of
2: see, see of you know, I think that's a total lie, Brendan, is because that would assume you had friends. <laughs> well,
1: my my grandma, my grandma <laughs> lived in another state. All right, he, you know,
2: to it's me. funny you should
4: mention that, Brendan. One the, when I was a new sales rep, one of the features that was a you know, revolutionary at the time, we used to sell a service called account codes, and it was uh, it, you know you'd go into you know in the early '90s into a law office an accounting office, and they'd pull out their phone bill, literally they'd have different color highlights next to the client name, and you know we talked for two minutes, ten minutes, a half hour, whatever it was, and they'd, they'd write the client name down, and we'd go in there and sell a service called account codes, which you dial long distance call, you hear a tone, and then you put in a two- or four-digit number, and it used to be, you know, the greatest thing in the world that the uh, professional firms could get a bill itemized by their clients, but uh, it's funny you should mention about uh, how phone bills used to be itemized. It used to be, uh, uh, you know, uh, rather uh, dramatic to be able to provide the service at the time, which was funny.
1: It's hard to believe that things have changed that much, but uh, and it's almost like you know as they were falling from thirty cents to ten cents to two cents, whatever. You're almost like these phone companies are going to go out of business. So, how 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 have they stayed in business? How you know how? I mean, obviously the the model changed from charging per minute to what 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 are they how do how how are they working today?
4: Well you know what it, 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 it's a great question, and, and, and the, the easiest way to answer it is definitely the way that and if, if you just think of the explosion of the, um, you know, the computer industry and everything that's, everything online is it used to be uh, the big phone companies were processing phone calls, and essentially all the companies and even our small company that has grown has essentially become a data company, and now what's happening and you know it's been going on for 10 years is uh, it's all about bandwidth and the, the services and the features that you can provide with bandwidth. Um, so what's really driving the industry, and the industry is growing, is just... Yeah, uh, you know, every company, every consumer, if you think of, you know, if you're, you're a family of four or a family of six, you know, how many different computing devices and, and TVs are connected to the Internet? And then when you start to uh, translate that into uh, in the corporate world and, and, and depending upon the industry, the need to have a lot of bandwidth has really driven our industry. So what's what's happening is just the transformation of phone companies and we're all becoming data companies.
1: Tony, I... I, I know we 're here to kind of figure out you know how we how we can direct small businesses to kind of handle their uh their their telephone and their and their uh their you know, needs and so forth. I do like uh the entrepreneurial story and kind of how you know how you ended up in the world and how you ended up and how you were able to do the growth and maybe spend a couple minutes on that if uh, if you wouldn 't mind
4: yeah absolutely well i, well, I my partner uh uh founded the business in ninety three uh, he was actually my boss 's boss back in the uh, cable and wireless uh Days and uh, he left in '93 to start DCT. Uh, I joined him in '98, and it, frankly, we, we started uh, based on um, the, you know fundamental uh, principle that we wanted to work really hard uh, to service our customers and do a better job than anyone else. And uh, fortunately, uh, we were very effective at uh, selling, uh, and we were able to uh, bring a team of uh, just hardworking, aggressive salespeople together. Uh, we started with just one or two uh, people in our office to provide good service, um, and, and over the you know the 15 years I've been in uh, uh, in the business, we've just we've grown aggressively just by you know our one of our models is we want to do the hard work that no one else is willing to do. Um, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, when Blackberries were a little bit newer and um, handheld devices, uh, we made it a point to make sure that we had customer service people operating out of our office on Saturday night, Sunday morning, Christmas, it didn't matter. If a customer had a problem, they were going to speak to someone who was directly employed by our company. And whether it was a, a company spending $500 a month or for a call center spending $50,000 a month, they really appreciated that personalized service. So I think the combination of just... We had a, a strong sales organization, and we did an extremely uh, uh, superior job in servicing customers that allowed us to maintain customers and really have some uh, dramatic growth.
2: And so how many employees do you have today, Tony?
4: Uh, we have 34
2: that's great. That's great. We always applaud entrepreneurs who uh, create jobs, and, and you've created uh, 34 jobs. So that's great. So just circling back to uh, you, you know the, the topic, subject. The, the, the actual subject. topic of the show <laughs> is uh, you, you, you know the companies like yours used to charge for minutes. So how, how do you how do companies like you uh, charge clients today for the services that you provide?
4: Um, it really varies on the service, we we still do have customers that pay uh, a rate per minute charge uh, uh, for long distance usage, whether it's outgoing calls or incoming calls. Um, but it, it, frankly, a lot of our business, as I mentioned earlier, is, is shifted to data. Um, you know, the, when we started, 100% of the revenue was generated by long distance calls. Now it's probably 30%. Um, so there is still a, a segment and a uh, uh, part of our business is that there's still long distance revenue, if you will. But a big chunk of it is is data networks, uh, a service called MPLS. Uh, internet access and, and just big pipes to the Internet. And one of our new services that would, frankly, uh, to your point, um, really apply to uh, small businesses is a VoIP service called Hosted PBX and what hosted pbx is is essentially uh our ability to come into a small to medium sized business replace the phones that they have particularly if it's an older phone and uh the phones connect to the internet uh to the cloud to servers uh back in a uh, back in our business and essentially uh local long distance services become free so even though there are parts and customers that we have that still use long-distance services, it's it's all starting to migrate and uh, and, and shift to a uh, a VoIP service that the, the customer is not, not paying per minute. They're paying per phone, and we call it a seat. So, for example, if you had 20 employees or 25 employees, you'd pay a fee per seat, and that gives you a brand-new phone with features and unlimited local long-distance uh, as part of that package.
2: So, would this be the similar concept that we see a lot in the businesses that we invest in, where rather than buying all the hardware and servers and whatnot, they partner with somebody to put all of their their uh, communication needs or their their you know their their back office, if you will, the operating system up in the cloud?
4: That's exactly what it is. It's uh, we operate uh, uh, through some partners that have <clears throat> excuse me three different data. Um, uh, data uh, centers that essentially operate the the phone systems, the hosted PBX uh, extensions, uh, so there's redundancy and, and, and fail-safe mechanisms uh, just to provide uptime. And uh, that's exactly what it is. So essentially what happens is, and one of the major and primary benefits, particularly for small businesses, is, you know, if they want to go out and buy a new phone system, so, you know, it could be twenty, twenty five, thirty thousand dollars $30,000, depending on what type of features they want, uh, they eliminate that capital expense and they move it into an operating cost and they just pay a monthly charge uh, per phone. And in many cases, that cost to uh, per phone um, when you add their local and long distance bill today it's not even an additional increase, so um, it's, it's been a tremendous benefit for small businesses to to look at hosted PBX services, it gives them the opportunity um, to, to maintain uh, their costs. sometimes it could reduce costs, and, and it gives them a new phone system. Mm-hmm.
1: Tony maybe talk a little bit about you know you know can uh, kind I of maybe talk about companies that are you know relatively small say ten employees or so and then companies that kind of go towards the you know twenty five fifty and then you know and maybe talk about the, the, maybe some best alternative for those types of companies or is there one that kind of fits that all of these small businesses
4: um, I think it's going to vary depending upon the business uh, you know um it, it, certainly organizations that uh whether it's ten or or, or fifty if it's um you know if their're their their business um uh their customer base and their their vendors and suppliers are local. It's it, you know certainly the hosted PBX service could be you know the perfect product for them um, if it's the twenty five to fifty type person uh, or employee type business and if if they're you know doing business internationally or they have multiple locations some of the other services might come into play. Um, a lot of it has to do with the nature of their business and, and, and how they're structured.
1: Is there is there a certain size of business where uh where it makes sense to to talk to you know a, a you know kind of a more professional provider than just a you know kind of the AT&T or whatever uh,
4: I, w- I would say that two things drive that um and, and particularly since we've been talking about the SOSTA PBX service if 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 they've got an older phone system and uh they're paying high uh the, service contracts or maintenance costs to to look at it i think that that's always an um you know always an indicator that hey i should take a look at this um certainly our industry is very contract driven and and on average it's usually a 36 month agreement you know whether it's your phone service or your data or internet service uh, it's usually around a 3 year contract um certainly we always encourage and you know even our own customers uh that we're actively reviewing is what you know every 2 to 3 years you should always take a look at you know, what you have today and what, what, what's out there. I mean, it, you know, not only is technology changing quick, but costs are coming down. Uh, similar to our description in terms of the, you know, how the rate per minute went from $0.30 cents down to $0.02. Cents. Uh, bandwidth costs are, you know, following a, a very similar pattern that, you know, what it used to cost to have, you know, one meg or two megs or 10 megs to the Internet uh, is, is dropped dramatically. So uh, I, I think it's wise for any business owner or any, any individual responsible for these services in a business, to to look at it at least every couple of years.
1: Well, let me. Uh, Jeff and I were going to argue over who's going to ask the next question, so I just jumped in. Um, when it talks about when you talk about the spend, are you talking about the spend for basically the you know internet, phone, all the communication stuff? Is that is that the spend, or is it more limited than that?
4: Yeah, it, it, that's exactly so uh typically it's you know uh, in, in, uh, we refer to just their whatever their monthly recurring charges you know you know in a in, during the course of the month, what do they spend on their local phone bill their long distance bill uh their inter- internet bill, and then also uh w- when we 're starting to talk about hosted pbX what are the costs associated with uh, maintaining their existing phone system
1: is there a, and then my last question that i 'm going to let Jeff jump in is there a um is there a minute kind of a certain amount of spend where it starts to make more sense? I mean, is it a thousand a month? Is it 10,000 a month? Is there some number where you should say, Hey, it's time to start talking to a professional.
4: You you know, I think, you know, anything north of, $500 Five hundred dollars it's worth talking to a professional. Uh, our average customer probably spends around two thousand, uh, but I think anything over five hundred dollars uh, you know certainly worth uh, taking a look at. Um, one of the things we're finding is that uh, uh, companies even you know smaller businesses you mentioned earlier at the seven or eight million dollar company you'd, you'd be surprised if you look you know it and start to add up all the different components and the different types of services we're talking about you, you get to a thousand dollars pretty quickly.
2: Well, we are talking about assessing your business communication needs with our guest, Tony Rehack, president of DCT Telecom. You can find him at www.4dct.com. That's the number 4, dct.com. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here in the second stage and be back to continue our, our discussion with, with Tony Rehack. Thanks for tuning in to the second stage.
3: Assurance, Tax, Consulting.
0: It's time to take charge of your own career path. But how do you get started? First, tune into The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. Each show will feature national business leaders, tips and insight from Marie and her guests, career management tools, and a weekly career smart tip. She'll help you move forward, earn that promotion, get hired into the career you want, and brand yourself. The Career Confidant is broadcast live every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Become our friend on
1: Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: You are tuned in to The Second Stage. To reach the hosts or their guests today... Call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to stage at evolutioncp.com. Now, back to Jeffrey Cadlick and Brendan Anderson. Welcome back to the show, The Second Stage. This is our show, but it is a
2: forum, so we're looking for input from you so that we can benefit from everyone's experience. Please con- cl- continue the conversation on our blog at evolutioncp.com, or you can email us at the second stage at evolutioncp.com. Our guest this week is Tony Rehack, president of... DCT Telecom Group. You can find him and his company at www.4dct.com. That's the number 4dct.com. Uh, Tony, uh, you know, during the break, we started talking about um, the future <laughs> and uh, that uh, nobody has a crystal ball with where things are going, but it's, it's moving fast. And Brennan had a question about some of the convergence of IT and, and telecom. Well, and also, and, and yes, that, and then also maybe discuss
1: the you know you know I in my mind it's not clear the IT piece the telecom piece, and then I divide that out between the, you know what I traditional hardline versus cell phone versus you know this uh, voice over internet stuff, and maybe kind of explain all that to me.
4: Yeah, absolutely. If you think about, uh, and probably one of the uh, uh, good starting points on that topic is. Um, we were talking about hosted PBX, and essentially, what hosted PBX is, is the the, the brains of the phone system that would operate uh, a small business owner's phone, um, is in the cloud, and all that means it's it's in a data center, um, and it's operating in a secure area, and essentially sitting in a rack at that in, in someplace uh, in a, a remote location. And the reason I bring that up, and to, to the question that you guys are raising, uh, forever phone systems used to be in, in, in the flow, phone closet or your phone room. You know, every, every business, whether it was a small business or even large corporations, would have their phone room that you'd go down and you know have a, a box that you know was you know from, you know half the size of a refrigerator box not too long ago, and now it keeps getting smaller and smaller with technology. Uh, what's happening is it, with uh, IP phones, um, Internet Protocol phones, they're being moved into data centers, and the reason there's the convergence is going on is the uh, local area networks and computer networks of businesses also operate off of servers, so the same similar servers that are operating the uh, computer networks of businesses and data networks of businesses are also operating uh phone services so uh, in many cases you you could have a, uh, a a rack which is you know essentially a uh, you know where the servers sit in, in a data center It could be operating someone 's phone system and also their uh, their their computer network so um as we spoke about during the break, uh, uh, all of the traditional telecom services and IT services, computer services are really converging and starting to operate off of very similar platforms.
1: So help me understand, too, is how big is our,
4: is the cellular world in your world? You know, it's, uh, in our industry, it's huge. Uh, ironically, that's one service that we've actually stayed away from. Um, and you'll find the very large, uh, the obvious uh, names that come to mind are AT&T and Verizon. Uh, the, the real large organizations in our industry, Sprint being another, uh, will do both. Companies like us and even companies larger um, have typically stayed away from it. Um, and I think it's just because of the, it's a more of a retail type um mm-hmm. Uh, set up in which if you know you go out to a customer and you have twenty five or you know fifty employees um, you 're dealing with either the business owner or typically an operations or an i t person and you 'll set up the service and you 're able to run it um, Companies like us have just uh, uh quite frankly have avoided it just because in opposed to one customer you 're dealing with twenty five or fifty customers and and the real large organizations like uh you know verizon and at and t they 're just more they 're better equipped to handle that.
1: Sure. How has, you know, obviously there's this cybersecurity thing. We did a show on it about uh, two, three weeks ago. Um, How, how much, I mean, how, how much does that play into your strategy? I mean, how much is that causing problems for you guys?
4: You you know, cybersecurity specifically, not as much on the telecom side, security relative to data centers is huge. Um, Mm -hmm. So one of the, one of the, There's a couple different key partners that we have, and um, there's a ranking that, uh, and and forgive me, I don't recall the exact name of it, but essentially rates the the level of security and sophistication um, that exists um, uh, for different data centers. Uh, One of our partners actually is is, is co-located with uh, some servers that Google has as an example. I mean, it's it's a huge uh, facility outside of Las Vegas. And so, from a security perspective on the data centers, it, it, it's extremely important. Um, also, as, as we spoke earlier, redundancy. You need to have multiple data centers. Um there's been a lot of uh, getting off topic a little bit, but uh, uh, Google and also IBM uh, both announced recently just huge investments, you know, multiple billions of dollars in data centers worldwide. Um, so, in terms of security, the data center really critical. Cyber security relative to internet activity, is something we we don't get as much involved with. It's more that's more on the application side.
1: Okay, it, it's uh, we, I was just I was saying earlier before in the show that I was out in. Uh, Oklahoma and, and you just you visit uh, this this company had a big uh, you know kind of they were a data company it's just it's amazing how much money is being spent in the in the um in the cost you know to kind of audit and make sure all that stuff is being taken care of it's uh it's crazy it's nuts you tell me how, how do you guys market your your services i mean it's a it's a you know it's, it's 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 a it's a i assume it's to a big audience i mean a small business or t- tell me tell me more about how you guys find your ideal customer
4: we uh, uh, we work exclusively through a direct sales force. Uh, one of the things that uh, uh, that our organization is really trying to revamp and and, and uh, uh, improve upon is our, our ability to market through our website, uh, through different SEO programs. Um, we're, we're unlikely not going to be doing any type of pay per click. But one of the some of the uh, large large organizations selling hosted PBX uh, throughout the country really focus on marketing through the Internet, through um, uh, different Internet campaigns. And that's certainly going to be one of our plans uh, 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 moving forward. We're also uh, in the process of developing a, a fairly sophisticated uh, email marketing plan um, uh, uh, on a national basis to try to, uh, to generate uh, new business customers as well. But uh, currently our, our success over, oh God, over the past 10-plus years has just been through a direct sales force.
1: It, 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 you, are you guys selling uh, regionally, nationally, or uh, where's your market? Uh,
4: our, our market's in the Midwest, uh, so it is uh, primarily in the region. However, by the nature of the services we're providing, um, we yeah. operate in 45 states, um, also have international locations as well. Uh, so if we have a customer, you know. Uh, headquartered in uh, New York City, uh, they, they might have facilities in five different states and, and, and a uh, foreign office. Um, and, and, you know, using a data network as an example, uh, we'll look to service all of those offices.
2: So, so how do those configurations change when you, you've got international? Is it is it that much more complicated, or because you're using you know the web for the delivery of your service that it's it's more simple than it may sound.
4: You know, I would say, Jeff, that it's typically similar in terms of the technology. Um, the challenge is it's usually more expensive and it takes longer. Um, when we're providing one of the uh, very typical types of data services, is called MTLS. and essentially um, that's the most widely used uh, uh, data networking service today. And when you you know you go to connect uh, uh, something in anywhere in the in the U.S., it could take thirty to forty-five days. If you try to do something in Europe, it could take ninety to one hundred and twenty. So the, the challenge is more so on um, the time to get the international locations converted, and in many cases, for comparable bandwidth, it's uh, it's just more expensive
2: so so you you just mentioned bandwidth there, and I was thinking earlier as you and Brendan were going back and forth is there uh, how, how should small business owners think about bandwidth I mean is it is it depending on uh, what if there's a company that is dealing with a lot of video let's say they need a bigger bandwidth if it's people with high volume calls and emails they need a more bandwidth or maybe the 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 so I'm going to stop talking, but that's kind of my <laughs> mindset. There, is yeah, talk absolutely. a little bit about bandwidth and kind of the the factors, and what do you think most people need to have to really benefit from it? Well,
4: the key key point you mentioned when you started to talk about what the customer needs are that that really drives it. Um, you know, a, a basic piece of a computer uh, a, a equipment it's called a router that connects um, uh, you know the company's data network to the internet. Um, off of a router you can get different bandwidth utilization charts that really show all right if we start with x in terms of bandwidth you know how full is Does that, that pipe to the internet that they're using um you know sometimes quite frankly uh we'll find and it's not always we'll go in there and, and comp- companies could be spending too much just because they're you know they bought too big of a pipe they they have too much access and we'll we'll pare it down uh I, I will tell you the the majority, though, just because of the, all the different uh, uh, computing devices and, and and as you mentioned, video services. Most people are just increasing bandwidth uh, year after year. That the, the the drive for more bandwidth is certainly uh, happens in the majority of the cases.
2: And, and so, just for somebody like me that doesn't really understand, I mean, what what is a typical bandwidth for a fifty person? I guess you, you would even look fifty seat organization.
4: You know, it's interesting when you talk about bandwidth and then going back to, if you start with your first part of your question, 50 employees, it could be anything from a T1 um Uh, which is uh, 1.5 meg to the Internet. But I would say in that range, anywhere from a 5 meg connection up to a 10 meg connection to the Internet is probably a good range in terms of some of the bandwidth uh, requirements. Uh, The interesting part about hosted PBX is it doesn't really take up too much uh, bandwidth. Uh, uh, Phone calls um, uh, really don't chew up bandwidth as much as video and some uh, some of the other data applications that are passed over a network.
2: You know, uh, it's interesting, as you were talking, I was thinking about, you know, our website. You, you, we've got a lot of videos loaded onto our website, and there's a lot of reasons for that. Obviously, you want to connect with our audience, and it actually uh, provides better search results, you know, with, with Google. Are you seeing more and more people loading more and more videos up uh, onto Google? You know, their their websites and things like that? Oh, there's no doubt. I mean that's
4: uh ironically, not only our customers, but quite frankly, that's something that uh uh we've we've discussed ourselves how that's something we need to incorporate more and more videos under our website. There there's no doubt about it. And uh in another, you know, as we're talking uh you know, videos take up a lot of bandwidth. If you think about if you, you know, you pull up an iPhone or any other device and you, if you take a short video, if, you know, even, you know, if your kid's at a play or something, you try to send it to someone, um it's hard to send it through a wireless network just because it chews up so much bandwidth. You need to be connected to a Wi-Fi. And if you think about, you know, really longer and uh, bigger, uh, you know, uh, uh, video, uh, 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 situations you try to send it through a business, uh, you know, computing system. It just takes a lot of bandwidth.
1: I was at an entrepreneurial conference um, was was last week. Last week, and uh, I couldn't believe there's this new trend. That, and I was like, I was like, flabbergasted. Instead of sending somebody like a voicemail, they actually send up a video of themselves giving the answer, giving the giving giving the voicemail. So it's like a follow up, you know, hey Bob, I really appreciated meeting this week and I just want to let you know how much I enjoyed it. But they said they actually take a video of themselves doing that and that seems to be I I mean I was like, people are doing that crap? I mean I'm like, if I saw that attachment I'm not sure I would open it. But I I think I I, deleted as well. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I got laughed out of the room, Tony. It was, I, I live wow, up, up in the that? freaking
2: video and, and people are like, no, it's uh, it's going on. That means you actually have to get dressed for work, Brendan. <laughs> no way, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No way. On that note, cause that could, that could go in a lot of different directions. I'm going to end this interview. Uh, <laughs> Tony Rehack, president of DCT Telecom Group, here talking to us about assessing your business's communication needs. Tony, thank you for being on the show. We appreciate it very much, and congratulations on all your success. Thank you very much. You're welcome. I appreciate it. And with that, we're going to take a short break uh, on the second stage, and we'll be back to you with some concluding thoughts on today's topic. Thanks for tuning in to the second stage.
0: We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice
3: America Business Network. This is Davis Love III, Ryder Cup captain and Team McGladry member. McGladry is about building relationships. That's the kind of team I want to be a part of. A team that builds deep understanding of each client's vision and unique way of doing business. The same attributes I look for and the partners I choose. It's this understanding that enables you and me to make confident decisions. When you trust the advice you're getting, you know your next move is the right move. This is the power of being understood. This is McGladry. Assurance. Tax. Consulting. What does
0: conscious leadership mean to you? It unites organizations instead of dividing them. By exploring commonly based business challenges, it guarantees an increase in your bottom line. Tune in to Minding Our Business, Creating a Spiritual Economy, with your host, Nadine Rogers. Each week, we'll hear from business leaders and learn from their strategies. We'll talk about personal and organizational best practices that you can learn from, and we'll hear from you. Minding Our Business airs live Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Business. Welcome back to the second stage. This
2: is Jeff Cadillac. I'm here with my tag team partner, Brendan Anderson. Our guest this week was Tony Rehack, president of DCT Telecom. And it was funny, Brendan, when we started the, the conversation with Tony and he started talking about selling minutes door to door in MCI, I was just like, oh my God, I haven't even thought about those companies in a decade. But it's unbelievable i mean if it, it quite frankly, you almost need the
1: flashback to remember uh you know I remember working at the bank in the late eighties and if but hey, if you made a lot of long distance phone calls to you know you got you got beat up i mean it was uh where now you don't think twice about calling people anywhere and it's uh it's crazy it's it's nuts
2: yeah I'm not sure any industry off the top of my head that's changed as much as that industry has changed uh in in that amount of time
1: no, I agree and and, and you know the, the concept of you know kind of unlimited data or unlimited uh you know kind of time, and I do think you know i i do I do have some other entrepreneur friends that are using Skype on their cell phones or you know, they go sit at a Starbucks and they can you know they can uh they can call people for free and uh i haven 't got there because you know obviously it just doesn't seem like that the cell phones are that expensive in the United States if unless you're traveling abroad or something but um you know these guys when they, they travel are using the internet to to call people so
2: yeah, and I believe – isn't there a like Google phone too? Doesn't Google have like a phone line or something like that?
1: And I'm sure because it's like right now I just – like my eyes glaze over like, you know, good God, could, you know, could somebody like Tony help me figure this out? Because it's it really goes back to uh, – you know it, it seems like every show that we have a topic, it comes down to and, – and, and so get ready for this. Write this down because we're going to talk about this for the next uh, 50 years while we're doing this show – is that – You know, there's all of these things that pop up in in the entrepreneurs have to be focused and they have to realize what are the two or three, one to three things that they can do today that will drive the value of their business. And I have to chuckle because as I'm hearing Tony talk, I'm kind of like, you know, same type of thing. It's like, I I know some of my entrepreneur friends that are making free calls and and it's just my head spins, but going back to the entrepreneur and it's, it's, um, I was lucky enough to visit an entrepreneur this week who was, they have been, they spent the last year and a half considering what system to use. They're going to put, they're going to get on a new um, cloud-based system and it's very expensive and so forth. But They've literally spent a year and a half, and now they've, they've made a decision, and the, the contract showed up, and, a, and apparently, you know, it's just this huge boilerplate, you know, small words. And he told me that he spent three weeks reading the contract, and do you know what percentage of the ch- suggested changes he that he suggested to the company were accepted? Absolutely none. <laughs> I mean, you know they I mean they're not going to change their contract, and so you know and, 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 you know and, but my point you know it's hard to say to an entrepreneur that that's not your best use of time to read that to read that contract you know should it should you know what 's in it absolutely should you know the downside absolutely but uh you know and this is a similar topic about about this stuff and it just it really is um, it's more economical to to have somebody that really knows this stuff work on it.
2: Yeah, and I agree. Although for the size companies that listen to the show, and the size companies that that we talk to, you know, day in and day out, it seemed like that hosted PBX is you know the the right solution. I think when you start getting, you know, just north of where we're at, um, and and I thought Tony said it was a five hundred hours of. Uh, Telco time, it made sense to, to bring somebody. Well, and look, to the, in today's age, uh, there's probably a lot of people that are doing over five hundred. I mean, I'm doing th- over a thousand on my cell phone a month.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say I would be surprised if you were only a thousand, but uh, yeah. Um, and, but, and we spend a lot of time here on the phone too.
2: So. Yeah, yeah, and, but hosted PBX seems like it's the right solution. And that, and he had said those the brains of the phone system. Are in the cloud uh, in in a data center, and you know that that's something that he had to invest in if he wanted to remain competitive. And you think about that industry and how it's continued to evolve and roll forward. You know they've had to pivot a lot to grow like they have and remain competitive.
1: But uh, he also says something very important. He said, you know, every two to three years you look at this because the price keeps going down. And I look at, you know, when you and I first started that standard phone system we bought that was very, very expensive, and how it's moved. And every, you know, every time we we look at it, it it does reduce the cost. But uh, you know, again, I go back to my kind of core. You know, belief that you got to have some, you know, a, a supplier that you believe in that you just kind of say, let's, you know, let's, you know, tell me what, tell me what the new greatest thing is. And to your thing about the hosted PBX, uh, what percentage of the businesses we look at, you know, out of the three four hundred businesses that we get to talk to, and we don't get to visit them all, but um, have made that move, and it's, you know, it's probably higher than I'm thinking, but it's still not the majority of them.
2: No, it, it's it's certainly not the majority of them, and that's only more market share for, for Tony to, yes. <laughs> to to go or,
1: after, or cost savings and efficiencies for you know the businesses when when we partner with them. I mean, I, you know, not that that you know moves you know moves the needle that much, but it, it's still it's still real dough.
2: So. Yeah, and it probably depends on the business. You know, if you have, uh, you know, a, a inside sales force that spends a lot of time on the phone, like some of our businesses do, uh, that's that's a bigger number and probably a big component of potential savings that are that are out there. But as you said, the 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 cost of every incremental unit is is going down. Mm-hmm. It's.
1: It's just amazing
2: how much is,
1: is being done you know the company that I uh, visited this week um, had a uh, hundred people on the phone at, you know at any one time servicing their you know their kind of platform and it's uh you know, I, you know and I never even stopped to ask what kind of system they were using how often it had been updated and, st- and so forth but it's I'm sure they're on top of it
2: yeah but at one of our invest partner companies we've been talking about the phone system because they do have that big inside salesforce so yeah. Yeah. Anyway, you know, we are to that point in the show, Brennan, where you get to uh, you know, impress me with your rapping skills and yeah. and give people some direction here. You
1: know, I, this is uh this is gonna go along my theme of what I've been kind of preaching for the last two or three minutes, which is basically uh, you know, delegate to communicate. <laughs> and you know, just put you know, give it, give it to somebody who knows. And again, it it will save you money. I thought about innovate to communicate, but that didn't get my message across. So I I decided to just kind of you know go uh go back to the uh to you know my my kind of core belief. Um, yeah.
2: Tony should be saying innovate to, to communicate but again a great show we're glad to have Tony to to clear up the, the communications uh, uh, challenges for, for small businesses today you can continue the conversation on our blog at evolutioncp.com or email us at the second stage at evolutioncp.com you can f- listen to our show each week Monday at 5 o'clock Eastern thanks for tuning in to the second
0: stage and have passion for possibilities Thank you for tuning in this week to The Second Stage. Please join Jeffrey Cadlick and Brendan Anderson again next Monday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And have a successful week.